if it's just us, you two will probably need to carry the show because honestly, like I literally had to listen to the game on the radio while getting in and out of the car throughout. So I have not even been able to in- fully enjoy the game until I'm on the plane tomorrow. So, so just so, so no it's a normal, show. normal week then. Normal show. <laughs> no, got, it. got it. Got it. Perfect. Fuck you. Now we got a cold open. God damn it. <laughs> Keep talking. I need a better cold open than that. <laughs> I don't think it gets much better than that. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and just when you thought it was safe to jump off the Saints bandwagon, they pull you back in. Not with just a win, but a shutout win against the up-and-coming Raiders, apparently, as everybody would have had you believe. I didn't see any Raiders coming up at all last game. Anyway... Are we going to overreact and say that we are going undefeated all the way through February, or do we consider this an anomaly, or is it something in between? You'll find out on today's episode, so put your seatbelts on, keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and enjoy the show. On today's show, we have just Wesley and James for the moment. Jason might join us later. We are recording this on Halloween night, so some people are trick-or-treating, I suppose. Uh, But the Saints did give us quite the treat. A 24-0 victory over the Raiders. Let's get into it. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. You heard about it on the instant reaction show. Let's see how everybody feels 24 hours later. Wesley, uh, I have a feeling you're not going to go all the way that this is. We, we, we've turned it around and now we're set. Going well, I mean, to playoffs because of this. I mean, this is honestly like perfect to record this on Halloween for trick or treat. Like, I mean, seriously, <laughs> is, like, it, is like, it a trick like, or is what's, it a trick? What, we, we don't know. Um, and I think it'd be foolish to go uh, to go too too far either way. Um, I think it's I mean clearly the best performance of the season. Um, and we still have you know two of our best players, our our best defensive player um, or our second best defensive player. If you're on the the complete Werner um, All Pro Hall of Fame career um, trajectory already, and then I mean our our best or second best offensive player are still not playing. Um, and then, I mean, Jarvis Landry on top of that. So, I mean, to see this this performance and know that we potentially could be much better and healthier and you know, maybe even next Monday is exciting. 
but I've watched us lose a lot of games this year that we should have won. And um, I've watched us self implode. And um, Andy Dalton tried to throw an interception this past weekend, hit a Raiders sure player in the chest. Um, so there's, <laughs> and we also, let's be honest, we didn't score any points for the last 25 minutes of this game. I mean, it's great to talk but about was, a 24 did to they zero. change. Did they change to it, more of yeah, a, and if, and if they did, the that's game. stupid. And if they did, that's dumb. I mean, like, I mean, that's Sean Payton wouldn't have done that. I mean, it's so, I mean, there's, there's still questions. Um, I think you go back and look at this and I think Carr had an incredibly bad game. Um, some of that is going to be credit to pressure from our defensive line. And some of it is he also just also looked bad. I watched this game again um, yesterday and it's uh, or last night. It, it wasn't, there's some things we did great. There's also the Raiders looked really bad on, on, on second watch. So we played a bad team. I agree. And we benefited. We benefited. And I mean, again, we played we bad are also, teams. We we're played also, bad teams earlier this year and not done anything yeah. as far as our part to take advantage of that. Well, it, it well, it's and we talked about. I mean, we played well enough to win those games. Aside from those little things, that they didn't have those problems yesterday. They tackled better and they didn't turn the ball over, which was the key to most of the losses this year. Listen, I think I'm as, as positive as anybody on this podcast. I mean, James is too. I, and I'd love to sit there and say like, man, we're going to win, you know, eight games in a row. And, and we could, if you Maybe, do this, but, but, but it's, it, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's reason for hope. I right. got to see it against the Ravens after we do it against the Ravens. I feel really good about, you know, some, some, the teams we play going forward that haven't been playing good. The Ravens is the last test for a while. Um, as far as teams with a winning record, um, everybody else is either 500 or has a losing record that we play after that. But we kind of need that. We, 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 uh, are, 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 are they, aren't they, they were three and three before yesterday. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. Okay. They won yesterday too. They, they did one. They, so they, I think they, they so, so, are, so are they, are they, them and the Eagles, the only two teams with winning records left on the schedule as it stands right now. For now. Yeah. I as believe. it stands right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, but. What I want to know. 49ers are four and four now. Is, four and four. Um, Falcons are also four and four. Eagles are seven and oh. We do not place another team besides the Ravens with a winning record. Everybody else has a or a 500. Everybody okay. else is a losing team right now. Okay. So, but all right. So yesterday's win, it looks like, like, do you give credit to Dennis Allen for getting the team focused and, and doing the things that we've been complaining that he's, Done, been unable to do, or do you give a credit to player leaders who stepped up and actually they're the ones who got everybody's heads on straight? Well, I think we've had multiple people on this show and in Saints Twitter verse that are trying to blame Dennis Allen for people missing tackles and for stupid penalties and for turnovers. Um, and I think that even if you don't blame him for those, you need to give him credit for what we've fixed. Um, you know, maybe not knowing that players are going to not play up to their potential isn't his fault, but fixing it when they haven't um, is, is part of his job. And But I will say one thing, and I noticed this more watching it back, always Alvin Kamara is the most physically talented person on the field. Um, and we've said for years how he kind of does that, but then whether he has a good or bad game, he doesn't really act any different. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just out here having fun and I'm better than these people and uh, look at this, how I can bounce off tackles. Yesterday, to me, um, he looked more pumped up, more motivated, um, excited about good plays. 
I mean, he's always done that thing, and I respect the score a touchdown, drop the ball, and just go back to the sideline. I'm fine with that. But yesterday, he body language-wise, which, again, I think we've stupidly blamed him for not caring because of body language. Uh, yesterday, he looked motivated and looked like somebody that – he looked like a guy that gave a locker room speech, and in that locker room speech said, I'm going to hold all y'all accountable. Y'all can hold me back accountable. Now go watch what I do next. He, 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 he did that. <laughs> Um, and, and completely came through on, Hey, I'm going to, the next time somebody screws up, I'm calling them out and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my part where I can't be called out. He, he put the team on his shoulders. Yes. Yeah, so or on his back, call it whatever you want. And he carried the team to victory. Um, it's, um, I think, and I, I think we've probably thought this for a while, but it's Alvin's team now, isn't it? For sure. For years, it's been Drew Brees' team for years yeah. and years and years. It's now Alvin Kamara's team, and well, of that, there is no doubt. Talent-wise, think- it became his team when Drew left, but Alvin, leadership-wise, I don't know if he was ready for that or comfortable with it. I, is, I, yeah, somebody needed to step up and say, and, and he needed to do it, rather than just, well, like, I'm the leader because I'm the best player on the field. Right. I think they and- tried to let it be Jameis. That, I mean, it's hard to do that when you're injured and, and you can't see the field straight. Then there was a vacuum. Yeah, he hasn't been in that leader. He hasn't taken that on. I wonder how much of his stepping up yesterday is related to the media attention that he got last week, you know, especially the second half of last week where he made the comments. Kat Terrell gave the thread out there. Some people that led to a lot of national talking heads bring up, try to suggest trade rumors and was this all in response to that? Like, was that motivation for him? Or is he saying, well, if there's going to be trade rumors, then I'm going to drive up my value. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, think, I don't think he cared about that at all. I think, no, I think I this mean, was no. him holding himself accountable to the speech he gave last week before mm-hmm. all that. Um, and I think that even he made a joke about it afterwards. Cause somebody said, Hey, do you care about any of the stuff that's going on on Twitter? He's like, be specific. I mean, like he, he wanted somebody to ask that stupid question. Um, so that he could laugh about it and be like, man, yeah. it's nonsense. I mean, I'll be specific. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you I can't mean, stand in front of a room full of 70 men, call them out essentially, and then lay an egg the next Sunday. Right. You can't. Well, that doubles down. So now he, right, he, he stepped up to try to become the leader. Right. And then he backed it up. So now he is. And so keeping that, I, that is reason to believe that, the first seven game weeks of the season are behind us and that what we saw yesterday, not saying that we're going to shut everybody out every week, not saying that we're going to play perfect, but I mean, I did make a bold prediction that we'd have two <laughs> shutouts this year, but I predicted three games with no touchdowns. Oh, there you go. See, and that we were on our way, <laughs> but like I, this gave me a little more of a realistic hope that we very well could win more games than four <laughs> which was my london for after london prediction well, well listen a few other things happen too that i mean hopefully keeps happening over the next few weeks and um <laughs> some of it that we don't know about is, is just people getting healthy um peyton turner was not active for a few games do we know that that was just because somebody was mad at peyton turner because clearly he's showing he has some talent maybe his this was a route to being healthy paulson adibo was not healthy this entire season is what it looks like because he sat out so much of the preseason um, at the end and then just came back probably was struggling him sitting out a couple weeks 
he looked like a different guy this past week. Um, again, without the support of Lattimore on the other side of the field. Um, and then something that is got to be talked about and somebody that keeps getting killed is Tyron Matthew. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Tyron Matthew has been playing out of position all year. We've been asking him to be that back end safety. That's not what he's done in a long time. And I like, we, we did the conversation of, Oh, won't it be cool? Cause Tyron Matthew can play by the line or back. Yeah. But maybe that was dumb of us because him playing back is not what he's done. Like, sure, we've seen him have interceptions playing back. That's not his forte. This game, he was up by the line. He was around plays all the time. And if anybody's going to knock him for Josh Jacobs knocking him back four yards, that's nonsense. I mean, that's what Josh Jacobs does. That's what Tyron Matthew does. He's he's a 170-pound guy. He's not there to take on a 220-pound running back. He did it. Yes, it didn't go in his favor, but he did get the tackle. Yep, Um, he did. and, and, And then he didn't shy away from the contact. But everything else he did in that game, I mean, he was around plays. He was, you know, making people, I mean, making tackles and was being impactful and actually probably being the leader up there coaching people and yelling at people before the, the ball was snapped. So who so, fixed, who did that? Was that his, you think is that coaching I, changes? I think the, the health of Marcus May. Okay. Um, Marcus May is back being where he can be that guy back there. Um, and then, yeah, probably coaching. I mean, I'm sure we... Like, so they realized that the wasn't fault. working. They recognized the fault. I mean, it, it's the same thing. If we sat here and, you know, s- signed somebody and then had them play out of position, uh, they're probably not going to look great. And I mean, it was, it was a great theory, but it worked better this week, this way. It, um, no, also health wise, I mean, full, full, full throttle with, hey, uh, Andrews Pete was a monster yesterday. Um, him and Cesar Ruiz both pancaked two different people on the same running play. That was just, I watched it, I'll rerun it, watched it over and over again. They both completely pancaked the guy to the ground at the same time. Um, and, you know, AK so shot Doug up. Doug Marone's for, having his effect. Man. Finally. I mean, we, we were all hesitant to say he fixed Caesar Rees in the beginning of the year and in the preseason. Four weeks well, now. Well, we've given up two t- sacks he's in been four in, weeks. Two, yeah. two, two sacks total in the last four weeks. When I, I don't know when that, has that ever happened since we've been, you know, Watch well, it's easier too when you get your uh, dump off Andy Dalton. But, I was, but like well, and three of the three of those weeks was Calvin Throckmark. It it, it was. I it mean, certainly looks like there has been some in this time off that they had this little mini break. The coaches did what we said on this podcast. They needed to do was look yourselves in the mirror. And say, are we making the right decisions for this team? And it looks like they actually held them own their own selves accountable, and they really did, because you saw changes in how we approached this game. Uh, with the injuries, weren't an excuse. Obviously, we won. <laughs> well, we've got many years of designing an entire game plan, offensive and defense, but the entire game plan around not do like just letting the quarterback win the game. And this year is a total opposite of that because it doesn't matter who our quarterback is. We cannot rely on that. We need to put our quarterback in situations where he doesn't lose us the game. Um, And both of our quarterbacks were guilty of that this year. Period for P. Carmichael. (laughs) I mean, but hey, he's calling a great game. And he, this week was the right mix of Taysom. um, And it was, you know, nine, nine receptions for, um, uh, Kamara, uh, Kamara is is right, and then hey, three or four, three touches for Rashid Shahid. 
That's great. Let's what? maybe get that to five. Let's maybe get that to five. <laughs> um, we still, I want to see the deep shot every game at least once just because. Yeah. Um, um, I like throwing the little screen to him and then faking the screen and trying to come back. It didn't work because um, somebody knocked the ball down, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, it's, like you don't fault them for trying things yep. if it doesn't work, as long as it doesn't I, I faulted them for not trying anything. Like, right. That's what everybody I mean, like. I know. I mean, yesterday, yesterday we threw the majority of our targets to 41, 7, and 12, the three yep. best players on offense, and look what happened. Yeah. And what's up with regular nuts luts? Has he got the heat, the 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 yips? What's he what's up, what's going on over there? He's not automatic. I mean, it's weird when he when he's when he's making them, they're like the prettiest perfect kick there is. I mean, it's uh well, how long was the one he missed? 30, I mean, was it short? 38, 39 yards. I mean, that's not bad. Like he can hit the 60 yarder. I mean, to be fair, well, we nearly nailed two 60 yarders in London. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he can do that. <laughs> it's thinner. <laughs> I think All Jason right. would say that's the coach's fault that he's missing field goals. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Surely, definitely. But it's it was Dennis, definitely Dennis good Allen specifically. And in James too, we, we finally decided to uh, get the ball into our playmaker's hand, which is yes. like just a novel idea. So it must be clicking around Louisiana because LSU decided to do the same thing. So yep. maybe they were watching LSU games. I don't know. All right, so we'll do. Let's. We're going to start a new segment that Wesley came up with, and I, I like the idea of it. It's called what is it? Thumbs and fingers, or one thumb, one, one finger. One, one thumb, one finger. One thumb, so one finger. We need to go around and everybody names one player that gets a thumb up. After that player is named, you can't, we can't all use the same player. And then we go around and uh, one finger. So one player you'd like to give the middle finger to. <laughs> all right. Who's going first? Because it's, it's easiest to go first. Think, you have I the intro we... music ready for the new segment? I, no, it has actually, the, we actually, it's an old rule in the Dome Patrol archives. If you look, it's Article 4, Section 8, that a segment piece has to be on two or three consecutive episodes before it gets intro music. Perfect. <laughs> I was just thinking it's like, that's how you just how you do. We always do score predictions for game preview. We, we should do one thumb, one finger to close out game recap. Great. <laughs> it's like headlines. <laughs> All right, James, you said you want to go first. No, I, I didn't, but I will. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, what I said was Wesley should go first. It's his segment. But oh. uh, no, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go first. So I'm going to give my thumbs up to Pete Werner. Um, again, he is just proving to be an absolute animal. There was at least three occasions with solo tackles that he had no right to make, but still made them stop the guy dead. I mean, there was one on Josh Jacobs where he finally got to the outside and he was running into clear space and he grabbed and he tackled him, legs wrapped him up. And I think he got a five yard gain instead of a 25 yard gain. So Pete Werner gets my, uh, gets my thumb up. Um, the middle finger was really tough. <laughs> It's really tough to pick holes in um, in a performance um, like that yesterday. So because it sticks in my mind and it happens every single week that this penalty gets called on James Hurst for a false start, 
James Hurst is getting my middle finger this week because I couldn't think of anybody else to give it to. That's good because that was something that uh, Kamara called out the uh, coaching staff for is letting these little false starts in practice slide. So, James, congratulations for not letting that shit slide. There you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> He's getting one of them. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Um, I'll do okay. a thump. Oh, go I'll ahead, Scott. Go ahead, oh, go ahead, man. Oh, okay. Um, uh, my thumbs up. And I know that this is probably predictable, but it's going to taste Oh, not predictable. Week in and week out, he just continues. When he gets the ball in his hands, he makes plays. He gets the offense fired up. And uh, he's always down to do whatever he can to to help the team win, no matter what it is. Special teams, offense, quarterback, running back, tight end, whatever it is, he does it. And uh, my middle finger, like James says, it's very hard to really pick a middle finger. Um, but I guess I'm gonna go with Lutz just because he missed that field goal right before half. Like it would have, it would have. I, I mean, just took it mine. didn't end up. It didn't end up being a problem, but it could have been because we've had a lot of close games. I mean, every game we've lost, we've talked about has been very close. So it could have ended up being an issue at the end of the game. So mine's going to Lutz. Yeah, I'll give my uh, thumbs up to. Uh, I mean. Uh, Peyton Turner's got to got to get. We've we've given him lots of grief. Um, four tackles, uh, two sacks. Um, one of the sacks was one of the most athletic plays. I, I think you can look at that play and be like, "Oh, I've seen it before." Yeah, you've seen it from a cornerback blitzing yeah. from the side. You've never you've never seen uh, whatever six foot six, two hundred eighty five pound guy do completely dodge a guard pulling around. Um, it was an incredible play. Um, and you can tell the quarterback was not expecting it at all. Like there was zero worry from him that, that Turner was getting blocked. Um, and so it, again, it's not just fluke sacks that he got, like he actually was impactful. And I'm telling you right now, our defensive backs rewatching this game. And then even, uh, Nick Underhill put some stuff out there about that. Maybe the defensive backs didn't look as good as what we thought on the uh, first watch, um, our defensive backs looked really good because of Peyton Turner and, uh, and I mean, Marcus Davenport made some plays too, but um, he get put pressure on car over and over again. And so uh, hopefully this isn't just the once time this year that he does this, maybe, maybe right. it's a sign of things to come. Um, you know, I, I, middle finger to Traquan Smith. This guy's been <laughs> around for a long time. Um, he can't even get a target. Can't even get a target in our offense. QS was my backup. <laughs> um, can't even get a target in our offense on a day that we're missing our top two receivers. Um, he, he's man. I, I just it's time. It's time for him to go. When Michael Thomas and um, uh, Jar- Jarvis Landry get back, he's got no place on the team to be. Um, Rashid Shahid's not going anywhere. Rashid Shahid's not just the um, Hardy that's gonna. Um, I think they're going to start finding ways to keep him on the field in a, multiple snaps. Um, Chris Olave's not losing snaps. Callaway's not losing snaps. I mean, if Traquan wants to stick around and just be the, hey, if three people get hurt, we'll play you, um, which which honestly is a pretty decent position. Can we trade him for some, uh, some draft picks? <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, this guy's gotten every opportunity with – he only makes plays if everybody's healthy and nobody's paying attention to him. But every time we're shorthanded receivers for injuries, and which is every single year that he's been here, he's had these opportunities. He never shows up. And so um, I'm, I'm done with him. 
I don't remember even seeing him on the field yesterday. That's how small of an impact he was not targeted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he was targeted once. He was targeted once. No catches. There you go. I I'm I'm glad you you noticed that Wesley because he was gonna get my middle finger if he didn't get yours. Uh, all right. So now we're on Plan C. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So since I mean, Kamara has to get a thumbs up from somebody, yeah. none of you mentioned him. Thank you for leaving him for me. Made well, my pick easy. So uh, that's an easy one. My back, can I, out, Jason's I'll say was, would have been Tyron Matthew for getting the pick and for playing better. All right. But Kamara, MVP of the game, clearly gets a thumbs up. Uh, my middle finger, I you know what because again like there's really very few people that you can give a middle finger to on this game, but I'm gonna go with Andy Dalton for throwing the almost pick. So <laughs> if uh, Hurst got it for the false start, <laughs> then Andy Dalton like you can't put you can't try to throw give the other team the ball. You got to stop that. I mean, just I think we just have to accept now that at least once a game that's going to happen when he's it's... starting at quarterback. <laughs> It's yeah, and that, that's scary because that's the one thing all of your regular fans were worried about with Jameis. And that's what we yep. actually Again, have with Andy. This is what it's been this entire time has been starting is we're seeing the things that everybody was terrified about yeah. with Jameis over right. and over again. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, to Andy for that play and for the eight passes that were incomplete, <laughs> <laughs> middle finger in your face. <laughs> All right, let's look ahead to uh, next week uh, in Saints preview. And let's see the Saints next week. Are playing against the Ravens on Monday night. Yay. <laughs> or as Bobby Abear said in his post game, uh, the Raisins. <laughs> the Raisins. He called them the Raisins. For James, yeah. I think it'll be what? It'll be Tuesday morning, won't it, PJ? Yes, it <laughs> starts at 1.15. Yeah, I've yeah. got I've got Tuesday off work. Don't worry, I'm I'm gonna be there. Actually, hold on, daylight savings time kicks in over the weekend. So it's, it'll still be it'll still be one fifteen. Okay. There's You're caught up. Started, Jeff. There what? There's started. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So we got the Ravens. Does this week's performance give you any hope that we have a chance to win this game, or are they too scary because they have a running a, a running back who can play quarterback? <laughs> I mean, it definitely gives you hope that they can win. It does scare you. Actually, obviously, Lamar scares you. Uh, we don't do well against running quarterbacks. And typically, honestly, I don't think we – we usually don't play well against the Ravens for whatever reason. Um, I just remember being, you know, or going to see or different Ravens games, and we always – I don't know. We have a problem with them for some reason. But um, We did beat them the last you know, time we played we them. Play like we did. Thanks to Justin so we, Tucker missing so, two kicks, an extra point and a field goal. Oh, there you go. I, so, I mean, for, for, for me – yeah. I think um, I th- I think we'll win on uh, on, on Monday night. Um, obviously, it's going to take a performance like we had yesterday. Um, but you've got to, you know. I, I mean, I've been 
saying this all season that that type of performance is there ready to go. Everything's just got to click. And I'm hoping that yesterday just gives them the confidence that they're able to produce that performance again and again and again. Now we're already seeing stories that Jarvis Landry is likely to be back this week. We got Michael Thomas running on the sideline and jumping up and down, and we've got an extra day for that. Um, um, I will start PJ Williams is going to be back, which could be a really big thing for the slot. Could be, could be. Is there? It, Lattimore's probably still not going to play this week, is he? I, I, I would say that's fifty-fifty right now because we've we've heard different things that his injury could have been anywhere from two to four weeks. So I don't. I think it's in play. So we we health. get we get two of Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Marshawn Lattimore back. I feel a lot better. I'd like for Lattimore to, if if, if Lattimore is the only guy we got back, I'd be fine with that. Um, but uh, we got to at least think that we're we're going to get somebody back. Yeah, no, one, no, I think one so. a week every week will be nice. Well, and, yeah. and to be fair, like the Ravens, so uh, the Ravens the last few weeks, they've scored 20 points, 19 points, 20 points, 23 points, and then they did score 27 against the Bucks, but they scored three in the first half against the Bucks. Um, so there's a little bit of, uh, I mean, you know, that hasn't been, been great what they've been doing. And then they also their number one receiver Bateman is going to be out for at least a few weeks with a foot injury, um, and Gus yeah. Edwards, who I believe is their number one running back, is fifty fifty in what he's going to play. And Mark Andrews, who in my opinion is their best player, is dealing with a shoulder injury where and a foot injury where they assume he's going to play and be back, but he he missed the the last three and a half quarters of the last game. So I mean, there's at least reason to believe that he maybe doesn't play or is you know banged up. Um, if we're getting healthier, I mean, yeah, the one thing, the, the whole the whole thing comes down to can we stop the running quarterback? Team versus yeah. team, I think that we're, we're going to be the better team on the field, but we have proven that that doesn't matter because Marcus Mariota, like, shredded us <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's, uh, that becomes the, the whole thing is can we, can we figure that out? All right. I mean, the, the, I like that you're pointing out that they're – apparently only capable of scoring about 20 points right now, which our defense can hold them to under 20, which, and we know our offense, how much are they letting up on average per game? Do we know? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they're, they're, they have not been letting up a lot. So um, against the bills, they did give up only 23, the Bengals, 17, the giants, 24, the Browns who are terrible, 20 and the Buccaneers who are terrible, 22. So they, I mean, now having said that they have, Besides the Bills, I mean, they haven't been playing the top offenses in football like the same right. time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. They got a real challenge this week. Monday night in the Dome, it's going to be loud, I mean, right? I mean, there's there's no reason to think that this isn't a low to mid-20s type of very close game, which, I mean, again, their, their last few games, 23-20, 19-17, 24-20, 23-20, 27-22. Like that's what they're doing. So they're giving their fans heart attacks every week. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. But they're coming out on the right side of it. So they're, they're a disciplined team. They're the ball's bouncing their way. They've got a good kicker. Uh, well, so, did either, any of y'all last week watch the game, the Ravens versus the Bucks? I saw like parts of it. I didn't yeah, watch it. Some like, of it. So, so I, I mean, I watched the, the first half and the, the, the three points that the Ravens scored was not because the Bucks defense was playing great. They, they looked terrible. 
Um, but it's Thursday. I don't no, think it was a Thursday night game yeah. again. So I mean, what is what does that mean? Yeah. But they although we played they end up twenty seven pretty good on Thursday. Like I I I you've joked and we laugh about the Saints offense being good, but in the last few games, our offense is not I mean, other than the turnovers, our offense is able to move the ball. And yeah, then you can the Alvin Kamara starts playing the like points this, that we've it? scored on offense and for the other defense the other team's defense yeah we've we got to be one of the highest league. scoring like andy dalton has probably got more points attributed to more him than any other quarterback in the league <laughs> we are the third ranked offense in the nfl at the moment i mean yeah so if no i don't know if that's points against... scored i think or is that yards? i'm not sure but would one of the metrics right. has us ranked as the I third. We were fourth in yards but maybe it's point. so Whew. Yeah, it's going to be coming down to containing uh, their quarterback there, and he can move. Do you have any confidence that we can put together a game plan to keep him from scrambling too much? Or is this going to be one of those, like the Falcons game was, where fans are going to complain because we don't look like we're getting to the quarterback, but that's not the game plan. The game plan is to contain him and force him to throw the ball. I think he's the best running quarterback in the NFL, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's he's the quarterback who's the most dangerous. That's his brand. When he's when he's scrambling, that's that's what he does. The game plan's got to be contain him because I don't think his arm's going to beat us. I mean, he well, can count, counterpoint. So counterpoint to that is if so, if Mark Andrews is is out. Maybe I stick with that game plan because that's this one big you know, outlet. Um, if Mark Andrews is playing, I've hated this crush rest thing that we've done against rushing quarterbacks for years. And here's why it worked against Cam Newton and us thought that because it worked against that one running quarterback who had no ability to throw the ball from the pocket, we think, Hey, let's do it to every running quarterback. Well, it, it hasn't worked in a while against quarterbacks besides Cam Newton. We've seen what three years now of us getting slashed on that. And we're still following this game plan from four years ago. It's, it's time to stop it. What we have seen like this past week is that our defensive line making the quarterback move makes the quarterback throw the ball bad. We've got an athletic linebacker like Pete Werner. Pete Werner needs to, you know, shadow the quarterback and be at all times on alert of where that guy's going and then we need these big cornerbacks. We have Adebo and Taylor um, being ready to come up the line and make a hit on a quarterback that's running. Um, if, if he's passing the line of scrimmage, I, I just want to do something different. It didn't work against Mariota. It hasn't worked against Jalen Hurts. Like we're now right, employing right. a game plan that has been proven to not work anymore. And that's and a much, really good point. <laughs> yeah. As much as I hate to agree with Wesley, we definitely need to do something other than just rushing our four down linemen. Like we need to, you know, get our linebackers involved, blitz. I mean, we've got, like I said, Warner, Demario Davis, it, you know, it's, it's got speed. Like, we need to have somebody shadow him, but we need to throw some blitzes at him, some, you know, put some pressure on him, make him, make him move a little bit. So, I mean, do you think it's possible that the coaching staff can maybe get some, their hands on some film or something, maybe that they can look at what other teams have done that have been what's successful that? at stopping what's, Lamar what's Jackson? Film? Yeah, I know. Like it's a crazy concept. I'm a bit of a trailblazer, but it seems like if they could only find some way to watch other teams who have been successful at stopping him and then maybe try to put a game plan together that mimics that. 
possible. Or just do the same shit we do every year against running quarterbacks and fail. I could send them a, a promo code for an NFL Sunday ticket account, and they could go in and watch condensed versions <laughs> of each of the games. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if the Saints have considered that or thought about it, but it is an option. <laughs> right. Sometimes, like even if maybe if they get on Twitter and just watch what Brian Baldinger says every about <laughs> things, or like, there's always somebody. Anyway, all right. So score predictions for this game. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna say Saints twenty four. Raisins, 21. You've literally, literally taken the score I was going to take. Yeah. So I'll go. Wesley rattled off the. uh... 26, 24 Saints. I'm going to one up that and go 27, 24 Saints. (laughs) 25, 22 Saints. I'm going to go Ravens, 27 Saints, 24. Oh, well, thanks Flipping for coming. Uh, thanks for coming. Off you go. <laughs> well, J- Jason has clearly sobered up since the instant so, reaction where he was the happiest person on the face of the earth. Well, again, like you said, that was for the instant reaction. Things have kind of calmed down. So <laughs> that's why yeah. Jason was yes, not allowed to participate in game recap down. today. We would not Ex- allow it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it, Jason. It wasn't enough to win Jason over yet. Look, I need another win. Yeah, they need another win to do All it. All right, I want you need two in it. That's one. Hey, I, I, mean, I, don't, one. I don't. I don't. Hate, we I don't win another that one. That's two in a row. One to be an anomaly. A winning streak. I mean, there's no reason to think that our defense is going to give up over 20 points, though. So, oh, we've done it all year except for one game. So. <laughs> I like the way you've gone from all back in to losing the next game. I love that. Hey, look, I'm I'm still in. I'm, he still thinks we're going to win the division. We're just going to be. Think, we're just going to lose the it's, it's an AFC the, game. It doesn't matter. Jason takes the 24 yeah, hour rule very matter. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if he if we would have recorded earlier, he would have been fine. But no, nope, we passed the 24 hour mark. 24 hour rule. I mean, that's it. You know. All right. Let's uh, prevail. Let's get into pickums. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game, and I am playing all. And I will read the rankings of pick up. Everybody had a bad week this week because a lot of stuff that should have happened didn't happen. So most people ended up with like two and something, three and something was kind of the best. So it remains at the top, 25 and 15, James, Jason, and Jeff. The three of us in first place, followed by- Triple J, baby. Triple J. Big Easy Gaijan (laughs) in second place. The Mailman, Drummer, Jambalaya Brothers, Mark Brennan, Mr. Coach Klein, Wesley, J.A. Orella, Scott, Ben, and then we go, that's all your winning records. Now we so go into losing records. still all above 500 then. Yes, sir. And uh, Ben's only two games away. And then Paul Perrette, Tom Ensign, Sands Hobbs, Ali Gibbs, Neil, Christian Mino, Trevor Bruno, Farmer, PX Saber, and Wayno around and out the bottom. I bet the cat's below 500. Uh, haven't seen so. any tweets about it. So, Jason, what kind of games are you looking at for us this week? 
Not great. <laughs> Seems to be the theme of 2022. Well, you've got uh, you got six teams on by. You got, I mean, not a lot of great teams, but you got Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, 49ers on by. So, bye weeks are always kind of tough. But I mean, on top st- of that, in the NFL, there's just a lot of a lot of mediocre. Like, yeah. It. Or is it a lot of competition? No, it's shit. Yeah, it's it's shit. I've heard uh, some say it's a league of parody. <laughs> P a r o d y with a d, yes, with a d. <laughs> Our first game, the Los Angeles Chargers, who believe they were on a bye last week. They traveled to Atlanta to play their first place in the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons coming off a crazy win. Give up the Hail Mary to Carolina, only to have a penalty on Carolina. They missed the extra point, goes into overtime, and the Falcons win. This game is in Atlanta, and the Chargers are favored by three. I mean, safe to assume. I know what everybody's going to pick, but. So you're giving, Chargers. You're giving Atlanta three points. Yes. Okay. All right. Who took the Chargers? Oh, wait, about, let's make it easy. Is anybody taking Atlanta? No. All right. Nope. Next game. All right. Next game. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, looking very strong. They are currently, I believe, in first place in the NFC West. Uh, they travel to Arizona to play a Cardinals team who has played better with DeAndre Hopkins, but they did lose this past week. Uh, it's in Arizona, and the Cardinals are somehow favored by two. I will take Seattle in this one, especially if they're getting points. I'm going to take Seattle as well. It's at Arizona. Yeah, give me, give me, give me points. I'll take Seattle. Yep, same here. Yes, Seattle, Seattle, please. Please. And yes, right, Scott. Give, give, give me the Cardinals. Ooh, look at that. Uh, all right, our next game. It, it looked a lot better in the. Before the season started, uh, Fox kind of cleared their schedule for this game. The Los Angeles Rams coming off a loss uh, to San Francisco, which was in Los Angeles, but it was like a home game for the 49ers, which that is embarrassing. Ridiculous. I mean, it's embarrassing. Los Angeles, it's embarrassing. They travel to Tampa to play a Bucks team that is in a free fall. Again, this matchup looked a lot better six weeks ago. Uh, it's in Tampa. The Bucks are favored by three. Give me the Bucks, only because the Rams are coming across the country to play I'm gonna take this the Bucks because this is a better. real tough one. I'm gonna take the points in the Rams because even though both teams are in a free fall, I think Tampa's in a worse downward spiral. I don't trust either team at all. Uh, but I'm going with Jason. Give me the Rams, please. Who did you take, Jeff? I took Tampa. Okay. Uh, now we have our game of the week, the Sunday nighter, the Tennessee Titans sitting there at five and two have rolled off an impressive streak of wins. They travel to Kansas city to play a chiefs team. that was on a buy this week. Both teams are sitting at five and two. This is a whopper of a spread. Kansas city is favored by 12 and a half. Holy shit. Uh, Titans. No doubt. I mean, if it was 12 and a half, what the fuck? That's I mean, yeah. I feel like you have to take the, I feel like you have to take the points here. I can't believe that spread. I'm about to go get on FanDuel and bet that shit. I mean, I guess it's going to be still Malik Willis at quarterback this week. I mean, he didn't have to do much last week. They just ran with Henry, but yeah, they, just, they just ran Derek Henry all over Houston, didn't they? Uh, give me, give me the Titans. Of the, I, I can't. That's, that's an insane line. I'll take the Chiefs. 
I am also taking the Chiefs. And and what, oh. ga- what game did I miss? What game did I miss? I'm sorry, I was. Uh, Rams, Tampa, Rams plus three. Yeah, I'll take uh, the the Buccaneers. Hmm. All right. Uh, I am going to take the Titans on this one. That's just too many points. All right, Scott, you took Tennessee, right? Scott's about to go and gamble the, all his money on FanDuel. <laughs> I am. All $7 I have in my account right now. There you go. <laughs> all right. And now our shitty game of the week. Here we go. Back with some of our usual suspects, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming off a complete beatdown here in the Dome, got absolutely destroyed. They travel to Jacksonville to play a Jaguars team who's coming off a loss in London this past week to Denver. But Lawrence um, was not good. Lawrence, I, it's, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, I expected better from him, but eh, maybe he's just an average guy. Uh this game is in Jacksonville, and the Raiders are favored by one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not enough. I'm taking the Raiders. I'm going to take the Jaggy Wires. I'm taking the Jags. I'm also going to take the Jaguars. I think that uh, I think this game against us may have broken them. <laughs> yep. Still the dog agrees. Too. Yep. Yeah, she the dog agrees. agrees. Uh, yeah, take, give me the Jags, please. The London Jaguars. Can't even win at home. Alrighty. That's your picks, everybody. Don't forget, get them in before the games kick off on Sunday. Jason, what do we got? We got Chargers at Atlanta, Atlanta plus three, Seattle at Arizona, Arizona minus two, the Rams at Tampa Bay minus three. Tennessee at Kansas City. Kansas City is giving up 12 and a half points in that nail biter. And then the Vegas Raiders at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are getting a point at home. So, Mr. Picks, hashtag pickums. Let's move into final thoughts. So, uh, last week we started with someone I don't remember. So, this week I'm going to pick James because you're at the top of my screen. Oh, no, Thanks. we'll start with Jason since he didn't. He probably wants to give a Pelicans final thought, and you can't steal it from him. Not this week, anyway. Well, he wasn't here last week, so right, right, right. Uh, we're just sitting there at four and two, cruising along. Uh, it's a lot better start than they're used to getting uh, to, and considering some missed games by some players. But uh, having Zion back was a good deal, and. Willie Green just proves, continues to prove how good of a coach he is, and it's just it's exciting times. So we we get the Lakers on Wednesday, which is going to be a fun watch. The Lakers finally did win their first game last night, and also uh, oh, go Saints. Let's see if if they can carry any of the momentum going into this week. Uh, it takes more than one week to make me a believer. That's um, like Scott and Jameis. I mean, maybe, but are the Raiders just that bad? Maybe. So. Let's uh, let's just hope they can they can do it. It'll be a Monday nighter. Being an older fella now, I hate <laughs> games now. So uh, I'm not try, really looking forward try, to dealing with try, all that. Try what I've got to do. Well, that's that, that's I don't envy you there. <laughs> I don't envy you there. 
So, but I do expect the dome to be loud. The dome's been really good this year, so I expect it to be a good crowd, and and let's see if they can do it. All right, uh, James, you may go now. Thank you. Um, I've not really, at any point, given up on the team this year. Um, I think I've, you know, we, we had quite a heated debate in the street in London after the after the Vikings game, where everybody was willing to chuck it in, and I was like, no, 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 the potential's there. This team, if it all clicks, will show what they can do. They did that this week, but we need to see it again, and we need to see it immediately against the Ravens. You know, I think I think two games in a row playing like that will make a lot of people believers. Um, so yeah, come back onto the bandwagon, everyone. All right, Scott. You know, uh, big Saints game on Monday. Uh, a couple days before that, there's this little game going on Baton Rouge. Might have heard of it, Bama LSU for the SEC West. So uh, should be a really good game. Hopefully, they can continue their winning streak and uh, go Tigers. All right, and Wesley, our Halloween final thoughts. Yeah, um, so trade deadline is Tuesday at 3 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, I believe. And uh, with the blessing of uh, injury to Mark Ingram that's going to take him out for two to four weeks, um, the Saints do have to trade for some sort of running back depth. Um, look for, uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt's kind of the pie in the sky that's probably not going to happen. Uh, Cam Akers is definitely going to be moved. Dearness Johnson um, from is another running back from Cleveland that would do well here. Um, Saints need to get somebody that can uh, can help uh, move the ball and not have Alvin Kamara getting 30 um, touches uh, if we're having a blowout. He doesn't need to be in there. So um, look for something to happen um, hopefully in the next 24 hours. Okay. That sounds good. All right, and then that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. You can follow us on Facebook by searching for Dome Patrol podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. If you want to participate in game day chats with us, DM us on Twitter to get an invitation to the Dome Patrol Discord server. And if you are still living in 2001, you can listen to us the old-fashioned way by going to Dome Patrol podcast. Okay. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, negative donkeys. Good night. Do that, nation. The losing streak is over. Busting makes me feel good. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. She just wants some more I think you better call